Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about ending mealtime power struggles, something that I'm sure, (laughs) hallelujah, I'm sure all the nannies out there have been met with at some point in their journeys. Mm -hmm. And for this, I have the lovely repeat guest because I just love her with all my heart and then also because she's so good at this. Thank you. Uh, Katie Leineke. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Uh, wonderful. And especially for this one because uh, you actually approached me about yes. doing yes. this particular episode. I'm all about it. But then I immediately wrote back and was like, yes, please, because <laughs> it is also happening in my life. Um, <laughs> And, and I love finding episodes that way of nannies yeah. being like, hey, I am struggling with this. Let's Your do an case, episode about yeah, this absolutely. so that, like, I want to be on it yeah. so that we can, we can, we can yeah. learn from yeah. each other and from all the nannies. All the single nannies. Uh, <laughs> and the married ones, too. And the married ones, too. And the... I, I guess there's not another that's, category. That's usually the only two boxes. On or the like in a serious, single. complicated relationship. Although that's still technically single if you're not married, right? Yeah, and you're getting technically. Into a debate that yeah. I have with my mom at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Neither you're here nor there. Single if you're not married. Okay, mom. Okay. But do you want the chicken or the vegetarian? <laughs> that's a real that's complicated issue. What I else know, is on the plate? But <laughs> the the mealtime power struggle. <laughs> I was trying to bring it back. <laughs> Katie and I have both worked 10 hours today. Yeah, we're killing it, you guys. <laughs> so we are a little loopy. It's Welcome. We have had yeah, no wine. I was just going to say, we <laughs> haven't even had any wine. <laughs> but we did have a delicious dinner together. It was, it was lovely. Thanks. Thanks You're for doing welcome. my dishes. Which, <laughs> which brings us to the first point about mealtimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mealtimes are supposed to be meaningful. Yes. They're supposed to be times of connection that there's a reason you do it when you date someone. You, right. you go out to dinner or if you're trying to befriend someone in a business setting, you go out to lunch or if you have breakfast with someone, it's special to share a meal. Yes. And it's not something you do with people you're not really that close to. Mm-hmm. So um, 
doing it is really important, and especially for children, it's a time of language development. It's a time of bonding. It's a time where you model good mealtime behavior, uh -huh. like chewing with your mouth closed and asking people to pass things with a please and sitting still. Mm -hmm. So it's a really useful time. Yes. And finishing everything on your plate before you ask for more. <laughs> Some, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, I want more potatoes. And like, I can count six potatoes on your plate. So it's okay if you don't want to eat them, but I won't give you more. Right. <laughs> because you already have potatoes. The macaroni and cheese <laughs> is a, you know, it's a hot commodity. Oh, sure. And so know. they, <laughs> they want to lay claim on it. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they're like, "Can I have more macaroni and cheese?" I'm like, "No, you haven't eaten yours yet. <laughs> you haven't even taken a Soon, bite. <laughs> if, you, if you do eat that, I will give yeah. you. Yeah, even if I make a second box. Yes, yeah. I. You will not <laughs> not get enough macaroni yes. and cheese. Yes, I can promise you that. <laughs> even if we have to go out <laughs> to, <laughs> to buy Panera, more. Yeah. get you some. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yes, that is, it's a, a very special time. Uh, yeah. and I know there is a temptation as nannies. I fall into this temptation sometimes of getting up and doing things during the mealtime yeah. and don't, don't, because yeah. <laughs> it's, you're showing them that it's okay to get up and do things during the mealtime. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it's very important that the behavior you want to see at the table gets modeled by you. Also, it's a time where you show a child that they're worth something to you, that, that you're sitting and listening to them. Yes. You're, stop, you're literally not doing anything else but sitting and eating and talking to them mm -hmm. and talking to the other people at the table. And we have a no phone rule. Yes. I mean, in my own personal life and also at their house. Mm -hmm. And if she wants me, she's like, can you look it up? I'm like, no phones at the table, girl. Like, yeah. we're not doing that. We're talking about our day. And um, sometimes we don't talk about our day. Sometimes we play like word games, which we'll get mm -hmm. into later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really special time that you should hopefully be enjoying with each other. Yeah. But... Sometimes you don't enjoy it <laughs> because mealtime is a battlefield. It is, yes. or it can be. Yes. And it's also a particularly uh, thorny battlefield of course. because it happens three times a day mm -hmm. and sometimes with snacks. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it has to happen yes. three times a day. And it's super personal and it's culturally rooted. So everybody has different beliefs about it. And also, it's one of the few things children can actually control in their life. Yes. So it's it's a really, if they're digging their heels in somewhere, it's usually about food and what they will and won't put in their body. Mm -hmm. Which is why eating disorders are yes. one of the most common things in teenagers especially yeah. is because they're so out of control yeah. and it's literally one of the only things they feel they can control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, the way that you interact with food as an adult with the children mm -hmm. um, can can help prevent eating disorders by some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, which is like, well, great. We yeah. can possibly <laughs> save lives with it. Heck yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. So so first is why the battle? Like, what what is it that is causing such an issue? 
And um, we sort of touched on it. It's it's the same on both sides, but for different reasons. Number one is there's fear mm-hmm. on both sides, and there's a need for control on both sides. Uh-huh. So the parent or the caregiver fears that the child is not receiving the adequate nutrition that they need or um, that they're developing bad habits. So there's a lot of fear on that side. And they also, because of that fear, you feel the need to control, right? Right. So you're like, okay, well... Eat 10 more bites. Eat four more. You're like negotiating constantly. Uh-huh. That's not fun. That's like yeah. a that's like a trial. You know, you don't need that in your dinner table because <laughs> mealtime should be about connection and mm-hmm. love and, and positive experiences. So that's hard. And then for the children, they're they're fearful of trying something they don't like. Um, not only that, but if you if they're forced to eat what's on their plate, whether they like it or not, which uh, many people are. Mm-hmm. I was not raised in that house, but I know many people who were raised in homes where you had to finish your plate. Right. Um, and that's, I think some of that comes from like poverty and like we want you to be grateful, which is great. Mm-hmm. But also you need to help set up the family for success in a way where they don't have to finish everything on their plate. Also, when they do that, it interrupts their own sensations of satiety, of fullness. Yes. And then you end up pe- with people who are overeating, who don't, who literally, you can turn off your brain's message that you're full. Right. And you mindlessly eat. And then mm-hmm. that's, a, that's something that you're trying to undo your whole life. Right. But two-year-olds can accurately tell you when they're full. Mm-hmm. That's science, friends. <laughs> so um, trusting them when they say they're full, don't negotiate because... You want them to trust that feeling. So um, there's a lot of uh, hard stuff going on there. But um, one thing that I have found, and I learned it through a class, and it like just totally, it was amazing mm-hmm. in our mealtime struggles at the house that I primarily work at. Um, it's, it's like the magic rule, I call it. Mm-hmm. And the family has adopted it, and they're like, it's the best. And you're like, you're welcome. I, I learned it from this textbook. <laughs> Thank you for paying me money so I can pay for this class. Um, but it is, it is this, and it's just about straightening out who's in control of what during the mealtime. So the rule is the grown-up chooses what goes on the plate, mm-hmm. no negotiating. You can ask for suggestions, but right. you ultimately have control over what's on the plate, right. which actually you do. That's, right. what, that's what your job is at <laughs> yep. mealtime. And then the child controls what they eat off the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've amended that in the household that I work in because... It's important to um, the child's parents that they try new things. And so we say that you must eat one bite of every different thing on your plate. And if you don't like it, you don't have to eat the rest of it. You don't have to eat anything else. If you take, if there are three things on your plate and you take a bite of each and you hate it all and you're not going to eat it, you're like, cool, three bites. You're, you're done. We're going to sit at the table now until right. everyone's done. And then we'll get up, but you don't have to eat anymore. And it is like, first the children don't like believe you that that's truly what's happening. And you, for like the first week and a half, I had to be like, guess what? You're in charge of what you eat off the plate, and I'm in charge of what goes on the plate. So we don't even need to argue about it. Right. Because I'm not going to make you eat it. Right. You just have to try a bite. (laughs) And it's been amazing. It's totally revitalized their mealtimes at that house. And sometimes I'm there all three meals of the day. Right. And and two snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... The child has been more willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. The child argues and pouts less because the child knows that it's not going to be, you know, me against them forever until they do what I want them to. It's not a power struggle anymore. Right. Because 
they are happy to try whatever and they know that I'm not going to make them eat it, which is actually compassionate because I hate jello. And if you were like, and yes. Martha, we had dinner tonight, and if Martha <laughs> sat down a bowl of jello and she was like, and you have to eat it all or you can't get up from the table, I'd be like, cool, so I'll be here all night. So what will you be doing? I will not go anywhere. Um, and thinking about what you don't like, and sometimes it's texture and sometimes it's flavor, and we're all made differently and mm-hmm. thinking about that goes a very long way and life. it's good to discover Absolutely. I don't like this yes and to have that respected because it allows you to be like I don't really like that later mm-hmm. we always like ramp it up to like the nth degree <laughs> but like if someone's touching you in a way you don't like that right. I don't like that you you have yes. a chance to practice saying I don't like it and, and also, it being okay. Yes, absolutely. And it being respected, mm-hmm. um, which is really special. And you're, in a way, you're teaching like body ownership mm-hmm. because if, and sometimes we phrase it differently when I, we talk about the role, um, when she's like, but I don't like that or I, whatever's on the menu. Right. And I'm like, well, who's the boss of what goes in your body? And she's like, I am. And I was like, <laughs> yes, you are. So we don't need to argue. Like, I trust right. that you'll eat what you want and you won't eat what you won't want and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it teaches them body ownership. Like, I this is my body. I get to choose what goes in it. Mm-hmm. I get to choose how it's treated. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. You don't get to say, yes. really. Uh, and that's very powerful for children. And, and I, it just helps them to know as they move forward into really sensitive years that they do have power over themselves. Yes. And quickly back to that idea Mm -hmm. of fear on the parents' Mm -hmm. part or the caregiver's part of the child not getting the nutrition that they need because that's a big fear. Of course. Um, An article that I read said that a lot of pediatricians and like high, uh, well-respected pediatricians say that you should actually think of especially young children's nutrition in terms of weeks, Mm -hmm. not in terms of days. Yeah. And so like if they don't get necessarily enough food at one meal or enough of certain vitamin for an entire day, it is okay. Right. Because they are learning and their bodies are really good at adjusting at that age. Absolutely. And will send the signals that they that their body needs to send to get the body's needs met. Right. And there are different ways to meet those needs. Like they're and learning a little bit about nutrition, you can find things that provide the same vitamins and nutrients through a different avenue. So if Mm -hmm. your kid hates beets, which most kids do. Right. You can find something else that provides that nutrients that's not a beet. Right. It just takes like a Google search. Right. Really. Just not at the table. Yeah. Absolutely (laughs) not at the table. Um, Yeah. And it's really, it's important to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's scary. But guess what? Kids will eat. Kids, kids won't starve to death. Right. I think it takes six weeks to starve to death. So you're you're good. You got time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but additionally, allowing them then, if they choose not to eat, so that's another thing. If they choose not to eat at the table, cool. Right. That's that. But you won't be fed until another meal or snack time. Mm-hmm. Because they need to feel, this is again, cause and effect. Right. They need to feel the consequences of, the natural consequences mm-hmm. of their behavior. It's okay to not eat when you're not hungry, but then, or if you're... I guess you would be hungry at dinner time, probably, but also right. it's okay to not eat if you don't want it, but you might be hungry later. Right. Um, as they get a little bit older, some people I know are like, well, this is what the family's having, and if you don't like it, you can have cereal. Mm-hmm. And that's another, that's a great way to relieve your fears. 
I would not start with that. I would yeah. I would end with that when they get a little older. Um, but yes, yeah. and I also have heard when they get older uh, saying you can make your own. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Lunch like, or yeah, yeah, breakfast. You're welcome yeah. to make your own. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want what's yeah. on the menu for. Well, that's another thing too is um, involving children mm-hmm. in the meal prep and meal planning. Mm-hmm. Is excellent, and it's it helps them want to try things. It helps them want to eat because they had they had something to do with it, right? So it's like magical to them. Like this was liquid, and then I put it in the oven, and now it's a souffle or whatever right. it is. Which um, we recently talked about when Carly was on with yeah. the uh, international food yeah, episode. Yeah. Is that one thing that she found because she had really picky eaters is yeah. that studying foods from different cultures yes. and then also involving them in the making of it that they could see how it was all put together yeah. and you and I at dinner were talking about how kids don't trust casseroles no, because they're like what is this identify what's in here yeah. <laughs> yeah but if they made that casserole then they can easily yeah. identify what's yeah. in there and I, I would start with easily identifiable foods if you have a picky eater too mm-hmm. something that clearly looks like what it is. Yeah. Like, these are green beans. Yep. This is a piece of chicken. You know, mm-hmm. like, where they can be like, yes, that's the one thing that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it is interesting to see because it's also cultural, too. Right. And also, baking and cooking is, it's science. And right. a little bit of art, in my opinion. I think yeah. cooking's kind of an art. Especially but, if you, like, plate it yeah. and take a picture of it, yeah. I have found, which, take a bit and then put your phone away, but um, <laughs> but if you, like, take a picture yeah. of it and, like, look at the different angles and stuff, yeah. I really have fun well, with that. And it gives the them a chance to feel proud of something that they did, mm-hmm. to taste the result, which is really special. Sometimes we pretend we're on a cooking show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the child loves to watch cooking shows with their mom and dad, and that's, like, a really special family time. Yeah. And so we pretend to be on, like... Kids Baking Championship, <laughs> and she narrates. It's oh, it's totally hilarious, and it's that's fun. Amazing. It's messier than I would make it, but right. it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we touched on meal planning. We have now started, like, meal planning Mondays. Uh-huh. And so on Monday before lunch, now it's the summer, so now we do it on Mondays. Um, before lunch, we sit down while I'm making whatever she is. We've discussed for lunch. Sometimes I'm like, Vito... <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I could probably work with that. Um, and we discuss the menu for the week. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because we will, without much prompting, we will go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So she will, like, I often let her choose on Monday because it's mm-hmm. like, stick with the week. And I'm like, what do you think you might like today? And you always choose a fruit and a vegetable. That's mm-hmm. just part of the deal. And right. we don't say, would you like a fruit or a vegetable? No. We say, would you like apples or bananas or mm-hmm. you know you you give them a choice so they still feel like they have power but you also make it clear that it's like not having it is not a choice right so they don't even have to like say well i don't want one you're like too bad you're having one yes because a complete plate has a fruit a vegetable grain protein you know like it's right. got it it's got it and we're going to complete our plate mm-hmm. and so she's become a part of the meal planning process and so uh she chooses on monday and then she'll be like well, Katie, you haven't chosen one yet. How would you? Aww. What do you think I should have? Um, and so we talk about it. And sometimes um, when we're planning something new, like we recently, her mom was like, "I bought this bean salad for her," and I was like, "Cool, <laughs> let's see." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually, I thought it was delicious, but she, the child didn't love it. We had it with rice. Um, 
and I let her choose the other two sides because right. when you are going to have a child try something new, it's always best to have them try it with a favorite of some kind. Mm-hmm. So they're more, um, there's, there's more goodwill there. Right. To try. And positive association. Yeah. And they don't feel like, I hate all of this. I'm mm-hmm. going to starve. I'm going to be so hungry. <laughs> they don't feel like you're punishing them. They're like, oh, well, if I don't like that, I can eat these melon and this carrots. You right. Know? Um, which is great. So it's helpful to pair it with something that you know they like because that helps them be successful. Right. And it helps you not have a, a child who's having a breakdown later because they're hungry. Yes. <laughs> Worth it. Yes. Uh, something that I saw as I was researching for this episode is a way to sit down. So this would be not necessarily like planning out for the week, but if you are finding that mealtime is a struggle, mm-hmm. especially like picky eater struggle is to sit down at not a Mm mealtime. Very important. Not a mealtime. It's a year up to fight you at that point. Right. And if it's constantly an issue. Yes. And you know your kids. So pick a time that is good for them. If they're (laughs) a morning kid, then, which most kids I have found are morning kids, but. mm -hmm, And that's so nice. (laughs) Anyway, if they. Pick a time that you know that they are in a good mood and sit down and make a list of all of the foods that they know that they like and have that category. And if they're young, find pictures to go with it. And then make a middle category of things that they are willing to try or that they think they kind of like or even haven't tried yet be like this is our try list yes this is our try list and then have a category of things that they know they Mm -hmm. do not like Mm -hmm. and then as you go through say I promise there will always be something from your I like this list and make sure that there are fruits and vegetables on there Um, because it would be hard I would think to not have that and then say sometimes there might be something that you want to try because you want to try it. And so we'll add one of that. And sometimes there might be a little bit of something you know you don't like because I, as an adult, did not used to like – I didn't – I used to not like a lot of things. Yeah. And now I do like them because I've tried them again. And I'm so glad that I did. Well, and also sometimes prepared in different ways. And mm-hmm. you maybe spin it that way too. Like maybe you don't like corn on the cob, but guess what? Corn with butter and salt. <laughs> and so, you know, like right. prepared in different ways, it yeah. matters. So it does. Try again. It does. And so sitting down with them and talking over it in right. that way can make a huge difference because then you're not in the middle of the battle. Yes. There's nothing on the line at that moment. Yeah. And. Uh, and it just lets them have autonomy. Yeah, and they again, like you said, they feel like they have ownership mm-hmm. over it, and they don't feel like they're being forced. Children have so little control over their everyday life that they really need adults to help them have opportunities to choose things. Mm-hmm. To and also, how exciting if someone was like, "Sit down and tell me all the foods you like." Uh-huh. Now tell me all the foods you don't like. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, thanks for paying attention to me." Yeah, uh, and then be like, "Okay, well, 
what would you like to try? Let's try to make a list of things you'd like to try. That's so honoring to the child. Mm-hmm. I wish someone would do that for me and then cook me meals. So me if too. anybody wants to do that for me and cook me meals, <laughs> Martha can put you in contact. We are making a sign-up list. <laughs> Don't rush it. I love pizza, so it's going to be great. And macaroni and cheese is my love language. <laughs> yes. It's not far off from true. going to be great. Anyway... <laughs> Yes. Um, that being said, now that we're talking about favorite foods, mm-hmm. um, sometimes kids will go on a food jag, is the phrase, it's the jargony phrase, and that just means mm-hmm. the child refuses to eat anything but one, one item or like a small series of items. First of all, how frustrating right. for you <laughs> and for the parents. Secondly, it's okay. It, it's normal. It ends. It Most of them end within a few weeks all by themselves and you don't have to do anything. Um, a great book for this is Bread and Jam for Francis, if you've Aww. ever read it. Love that book. Is that a children's book? It is. It's, great. A, it's one of the Francis. They're like, I yeah. think they're like honey badgers or there's something. Maybe. I think they're honey badgers. Okay. We'll look at it. Maybe just normal badgers? Mm, I don't know. Hard okay. to say. I couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> Also, feel free to write in about that. No, I'm kidding. I did just see uh, Steve Irwin's son. Did you? On, I think his name is Billy, but I can't remember. Uh, and I should know. But I saw him on Jimmy Fallon. Nice. And he brought on a badger. And even, like, North American regular badgers will take down a lion. Wow. Or, like, will face off with a lion. Yeah, I think, I don't know where they They're reside. Scrappy. But I feel like honey badgers are in the lion guard, is it? The they they are in honey. Africa. Yeah, he's a honey badger. That's all, and they okay. eat bees. Great. Maybe yes, that's why they're honey badgers. That is exactly it's all why. Coming together for me. I just <laughs> used an article about it to tutor a student. <laughs> I love it. And so I know a lot about honey yeah. badgers right now. The more you know. <laughs> all right. Um, yes, we're anyways. great. Honey, honey badger's favorite food is honey. Yes. What is your favorite food? <laughs> is a phrase you could say to a child. Yes. Segwayed again. She's killing it. From. Killing it. Um, yeah, but food tags are totally normal. They're super frustrating. Your your child will survive. Mm-hmm. My sister ate hot dogs for like a whole year of her life, and she's in great shape. So yeah. um, don't don't worry about it. Also, the more pressure you put on the issue, the more likely it is to persist. Right. Um, okay. That being said, how do we help kids be successful at the table? Because we all, <laughs> Lord knows, we all want that. Yes. Um, so we talked a little bit, smaller portions, mm-hmm. especially if you get nervous about how much they're eating. If you give them smaller portions and allow them a chance to ask for seconds, that is, first of all, they're getting their needs met. If they're like, can I have more potatoes and broccoli? And you're like, yes, kid, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, they're learning that if they ask for something, they often get a, a positive answer. You right. want them to feel safe asking for things. Um, and you don't have to be like, you didn't eat enough, blah, blah, blah. Cause you're right. giving them smaller portions. Remember they're smaller people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful to think about how big their stomach is. It's real small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a picture on the internet of a real size one that you can look at <laughs> real small. Um, you shouldn't, this is, this is advice from my, my schooling, but mm-hmm. also my personal belief. You should never 
tell the child they have to finish their plate. Right. Um, that interferes with their natural satiety, which we also talked about, like their, their ability to tell that they're full. And also it creates a food issue for them later in life mm-hmm. where they feel like they need to finish their plate at every meal mindlessly. Right. Um, and we have, a, we have a nation of people who are struggling with overweight, mm-hmm. being overweight, and with... Um, trying to regain that sense that we're, we're all born with feelings of fullness. Right. And so learning to listen to it and celebrating it and not pushing past it is really important. Um, sometimes children will say, I'm full, and then keep eating their mac and cheese. Uh-huh. And so at that moment, I'm like, okay, so did you hear what you said? You said you're full. We should stop. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but it tastes so good. I was like, those are your taste buds. They're trying <laughs> to trick you, but your stomach will be so mad at you later if you do keep eating. And so they can sort of know the difference and they start to develop that like, it tastes good. My brain wants it, but my stomach says no. Right. And also the other thing is it takes 10 minutes for your stomach to send the message to your brain that you're full. When mm-hmm. your stomach is full, it takes 10 minutes for that message to be transmitted. And if you keep shoveling food in as fast as possible, you're going to feel terrible. I know because I've done it. Right. Um, don't do it. It's not good. Also, um, try not to guilt children into eating more on their plate. Uh, um, we've all heard it. There mm-hmm. are starving children in Africa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Not effective. And and while it's important to not waste food, that's really important. You can show them that in different ways by not wasting food by storing leftovers, by eating leftovers, by having they, leftover day. Yes, exactly. They don't. They don't really know. Most of them don't know where Africa is yet. Nope. They don't know what it means to be starving. They've never. Hopefully, none of them have wanted for food. Although there is a huge issue in America yes. about children who do not have a, a reliable source of food. Which mm-hmm. is, I would love to be able to do something about that. Maybe we can post a link to an organization that helps sponsor children. I actually would like to post a link to uh, the, you can cover the cost of school school lunches um, because a lot of children are being punished in their schooling and shamed for not having money in their accounts. Yep. And, and still asking for a lunch. Yeah. And sometimes being told no, or yeah. sometimes being punished in school for and having like a deficit. Ways to do something like wash the dishes, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's so, okay. but you can pay for it uh, as a a citizen. That's awesome. You can pay off their debt. Yeah, that's. I think that's really beautiful. I think I read an article about a dad doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's important to uh, try to not use guilt. As mm-hmm. a weapon when you're dealing with food, because that creates that sets them up for disaster later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, food should never ever be a reward or a punishment. Right. I, I am. Uh, my mom and dad did a really great job. I'll say. <laughs> I will say that uh, I was definitely rewarded with candy. Yes. All the time, and I. <laughs> I still try to reward myself with candy, but um, I'm trying to break that habit because it's not Mm -hmm. good for you. Mm -mm. Um, It's okay to indulge occasionally, and that's good to teach children. Right. But you shouldn't necessarily get a pack of candy every time you have to do something difficult because then you're, it's basically self-medicating. Right. um, Which is not good. You don't want children to be doing that. You also create a, like a reward and punishment system. Like I didn't do it, so I can't eat. There are many people who have anxiety who mm-hmm. don't eat 
partly because their body, they're anxious and they don't feel right. hungry, but also partly because they're used to like being like, okay, I feel bad, so I shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. You don't want to, you don't want to strengthen that pathway in the brain. No. Stay away from that. <laughs> um, set them up for success by allowing them to have a healthy and safe relationship with food. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Practice empathy is another way to set them up for success. Mm-hmm. Sometimes food is too hot or too cold or it doesn't taste right or usually they like it. And that can be super annoying to you as a grown-up. Right. But just believing them. Like the, mm-hmm. there's a child that uh, loves peanut butter and jelly, to my knowledge, loved it. Um, this little one told his parents, I do not like peanut butter and jelly. And his dad was like, well, that's not true. <laughs> and then... He told me, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I don't like it. I only like it on sourdough bread now. And I was like, oh, good to know. I will never serve it to you on <laughs> something that's not sourdough again if I can help it. Right. Um, but sort of like thinking about how you prefer your food, it's so personal and mm-hmm. sensitive. And then imagining them as a real person, which they are. Right. With their own wants and needs and tastes and distastes and and celebrating that and being like, thanks for telling me. Now I know more about how to help you out at lunchtime. Right. And imagine how good it feels when someone makes you the meal oh, exactly yeah. how you want it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it may, it, it makes you feel so loved yeah. and valued yeah. and heard. Mm-hmm. And all of those are things that we want our nanny kids to feel. Absolutely. And it, it tells them that they're good enough. Yes. We see them, we love them, and we're willing to accept them. And mm-hmm. that's a really powerful message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if it's just they want to try uh, ketchup on their macaroni and cheese, <laughs> like, let them. Also, uh, side note related to that, <laughs> uh, try new things mm-hmm. if they encourage you to, because we say it all the time, you should try it. Well, they You'll get me with that it. all the time. And one day, the little girl I made for regularly, she was like, she was having carrots and applesauce with cinnamon, and she was dipping her carrots in her applesauce, which uh, many children dip their carrots mm-hmm. in like water or something wet because it helps it. Carrots are hard to chew. They are. And they're actually a, a huge choking hazard because they're so mm-hmm. hard to break down um, with teeny tiny jaws. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was like, you should really try it, Katie. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be disgusting. Tried it. So delicious. I bet. Just like the fall, my friend. <gasps> oh. It was it was so good. And now I, I have that as a snack now. Wow. But it's like, if, if you want to model trying foods, your child is going to try foods then. Mm-hmm. When you encourage them, if they see that the street is both ways, mm-hmm. they're more willing to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll try it too. Yeah. Yeah. And something that... This is a sidebar and a different issue, but something that I have to talk to my nanny kids about is that I have food allergies. Yeah. And so there are things that I physically cannot try. Yeah. And that they physically, I can't serve them. Yeah. And because they'll sometimes ask for a cereal that they have when I'm not there. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't serve that to you you, and you can't have that while I'm here. Um, and so we talk about that and, uh, and it's been, it's been really good. Although sometimes, uh, kids get mixed up and one of them has started, uh, saying, I have a food allergy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. She says it. Yeah. And so it's so interesting to me. And yeah. 
Many and, children say that about foods they don't like. They're like, right. I'm allergic. I'm like, are you allergic? Does it make you sick or do you just not like it? They're like, I do not like it. I was like, okay, not the same not thing. The same. I understand where you're going mm-hmm. with that because you don't eat it. Right. And people who have food allergies don't eat it. Right. But it's not the same. Or uh, it's going to make me text your mom. Saying that uh, people in her family oh, yeah. have a food allergy, yeah. which is so interesting is to me. Uh, maybe and I, she just admires you and wants to be more like you. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I do. I've been trying. Oh, thank you. I do not. But she's very protective of mine, and I appreciate I that am. about her. Uh, awesome. So that is like a, a separate conversation yes. that I often have yeah. at the table yeah. about food allergies. And... I personally love talking about it and then also love uh, getting to educate them yeah. because more and more likely they're going to have someone in their class Absolutely. that has a food allergy. Absolutely. And so explaining that of why that kid has a different lunch mm-hmm. or that kid can't sit at a certain table. And why you shouldn't share food if you don't know. Yes. 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 So. And hand washing and, you know, like all right. sorts of good things. Yep. Yeah. And then that's all fodder for conversation. Yeah. For- and it, it fosters um, awareness of differences and respect mm-hmm. for differences and learning and curiosity about people who aren't like you. And then it can also lead into the conversation about fair and about yes. how fair doesn't mean the same for everyone. Yes. But it's <laughs> everyone. sandwiches for all. It, it means everyone getting yeah. their needs met. Yeah. 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 It's, it's great. Yeah. Food allergies are great <laughs> educationally they speaking. They are. Yes. Not if you eat your allergen. No. Um, yes. Okay. So um, other ways to help children be successful. Uh, we talked about the magic rule. I really, I really suggest you try it. Try it for two weeks. It'll, I really think it's a game changer. And then stick to it because I, you will slip up. I sometimes mm-hmm. do as well. And then I'm like, no, no, she's in charge of what she <laughs> And it's good to remember that. And it, it just, it really eliminates all power struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, Involve them in meal planning and food prep, which we already discussed a little bit. Because, right. again, it helps them have a sense of control. Don't we all want control over what goes yes. in our bodies? I do. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, and then we talked about trying new things with your favorites, your old favorites. And this is an interesting one. I, I came about this not through food, um, but through the book called The Read Aloud Handbook. Mm-hmm. And in it, one chapter, they talked about reading at mealtimes. And they were like, it really stopped us from power struggling, and we really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And all of a sudden, the child was eating their food. I had tried it for a while before the rule came about, and it is magical. Yes. Because when the kid's distracted, you're not being like, eat two more bites, and you're mm-hmm. not paying attention. You're reading a story. The child's engaged. The child's eating what's in front of them, and they're stopping when they're full. Right. Um, I don't know if it works for all children, but it... For the children I have tried it with, it has. And that's been like five or six. And we sometimes do uh, podcasts. Yeah. The Story Pirates, which yeah. have been... There is an episode, if you're curious to learn more about the Story yeah. Pirates, they're amazing. It's a good one. But we do Story Pirates episodes sometimes during lunch. They're about 20 minutes. Yeah. And then that leaves us about 10 minutes, to usually, talk about, yeah. to talk about yeah. that or talk about whatever yeah. comes about. You but, mentioned music, too, recently, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. you're just trying to allow time where we're, <laughs> we're because there was there was a big yeah. talking with our mouthful, and I can only hear myself say, I would love to hear what you have to say once you've chewed and yeah. swallowed your food. Yeah. I can only hear myself say it so yeah. many times. Yeah. 
I, I can relate. I've said that many times. Yep. <laughs> I really want to hear it. I'll wait till you're done chewing because I want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I cannot I understand you. you. <laughs> I yes. cannot. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which is just true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often, sometimes we'll play word games uh-huh. um, at the table. And so we'll tell like stories to each other or sometimes we'll, because if you're eating three meals a day with someone, you get to know them real well. Yeah. We've recently been playing pop quiz, which mm-hmm. is where <laughs> she started it. She's like, pop quiz, what's my grandpa's favorite color? And you're uh-huh. like, ooh, green. And she's like, wrong, turquoise. And you're like, cool. So you're like learning. Yeah. And then you're supposed, you're expected to also have a pop quiz question. So I'm like, okay. pop quiz, what's my dad's favorite hobby? <laughs> and she's like, playing with cars. I'm like, correct. <gasps> but it's fun to yeah, see like, what, what they picked up. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And we it's fun because we learn new things about each other. It passes the time. We take turns so everyone has a chance to chew. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fun. Also, I would say too, setting timers. If you have a mm-hmm. dawdler um, at the table, also, just letting them be done. Be like, hey, you know what? You have not been eating for a few minutes. Are you done? It seems like you're done. Right. So let's just be done so we can both get up from the table. Yes. Um, I tend to not let meals last longer if it's a lunchtime meal. Mm-hmm. Longer than like 30 minutes of yeah. eating. Um, they can finish it in that time. And if they don't, they're probably not hungry for it. They're and that's also setting them up for success for when they enter yes. school. Because a lot yes. of times they don't get... Even thirty minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah, they get twenty minutes. And they don't they don't police the lunchroom no. in that way. No. And so your child will come home hungry, your mm-hmm. child will come home a wreck. I had to finally start telling the little girl I'm with after school, I was like, So I'm noticing your water bottle's full every day. Are you refilling it? And she's like, No, I'm just not drinking anything. And I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if that has to do with like you being kind of upset after school. And she's like, I don't know. There's some days where I go to school and I never go to the bathroom. I'm like, cool, that's like eight hours of your day and mm-hmm. you should be going to the bathroom. So it's just like, you need to finish your water bottle by the time you come home. Yeah. <laughs> you need to take it to lunch with you. And she's like, okay. And then it was like, <laughs> that was fine. Yeah. Um, I just need your body to have water in it. Right. You're made of it. So we should replace it. Yep. Um, but yeah, just, just sort of helping them be successful by setting up like, hey, in 30 minutes we're done. And right. what you finished, you finished. And what you haven't, you haven't. They'll learn. Mm-hmm. They'll learn. They will. Yeah. And um, just those those boundaries. Yeah. Um, and telling them ahead of time. Yeah. Key. But, yes, yes setting those boundaries in place of, like, yeah. we get 30 minutes. And telling them it's not a punishment. No. Nope. It's just our meal times are going a little long. I really want to play with you. We have to stay on mm-hmm. schedule. So we're going to have a 30-minute. And you can adjust. It can be 45 if you eat slower as an adult and you want right. to make sure you have time. Um also, so like table manners wise, mm-hmm. the key, the key, my friends, it's so difficult. The key is to ignore mm-hmm. um, things you don't want reinforced. Mm-hmm. Because if you want something reinforced, the first thing you can do is give it attention. Right. So if they're doing something, and maybe you're talking to another adult, and they're like slapping their little lips together and chewing <laughs> with their mouth open and showing you their food first thing you don't want to do is acknowledge it because if you do they're like well that works they stop talking and talk to me instead um so think about the tactics they're using um unless it's unsafe then i would address it 
some other positive things you want to you want to you reinforce the positive right mm-hmm. so like oh my gosh you're sitting so still you look just like a grown-up i can't believe it mm-hmm. or oh my goodness where did all your carrots go you must have oh, your eyes are going to be so strong right um we also for a while we were playing a game that there was i've told martha this story uh-huh where um at one point it sort of developed naturally i turned and she had eaten like most of her blueberries and i was like Oh, where did your blueberries go? Is there like a little elf here eating your food? And that became a hilarious game. <laughs> and so then she'd be like, look away, look away. Look for the elf over there, over there in the kitchen. I'd look, and I'd look back, and I'd be like, who ate your carrot? Do you only have four carrots? You had six before. You know, like. Right. Um, and it's it's a fun way to, like, make mealtime more about, like, being together and happy and it's hilarious mm-hmm. and they're getting to trick you. I just used air yes. quotes. You can't see it. Not, <laughs> not the venue for this. Um, but they're getting to trick you, right? And right. you're playing together and you're laughing and all of a sudden mealtime's a little bit fun and it's not yes. terrible anymore. You're going to enjoy mealtime too with some of these tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing though that that brought up in my brain mm-hmm. is a along with no phones at the table. Yes. No toys at the table. Yes. And this has been a point of contention uh, for me before uh, (laughs) because the family allowed toys at the table. And uh, so we had to go over, that's your parents' choice. Uh, But with me, there's no toys at the table. Yeah. Uh, We can play with those as soon as we're done with lunch. Mm -hmm. Um. As soon as we are all done with lunch. Right, right. Because I also really think that not allowing one child to go play. Because yeah. then the other one's like, I'm done too because they're playing and I want that toy. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and then they're not listening to their bodies or they're not listening to their stomachs. They're listening to yeah. their want to play, Absolutely. their desire to play. Yeah, and it's, it's um, kind of, I mean, like, I hate to call it rude, because I would never call a child rude, ever. I would never be like, that's, you're rude. I would never say that. Right. Um, but it's it's not polite. It's not, the point of meals is to be together, mm-hmm. and to learn more, and to talk, and to gain language and understanding for the guest you're with, and, and also learn how to safely consume food. Right. So, um... Being there with you or with the other child, they are still reaping benefits from that time at the table, uh-huh. even if they are done eating. Mm-hmm. They're still reaping benefits. They're watching. They're listening. They're learning about you and each other, and it's important to allow that to happen. Yes, and sometimes it's the only time they sit still, so yeah. that's also important Yeah, <laughs> for older say, kids. Yeah, accurate. Uh, I will say, too, and this is... I don't know how much I agree or disagree with this because of the sweets portion of it. Uh, the nutrition class I took, Nutrition for the Young Child, they talk about dessert should be like, you can do a small dessert every day, mm-hmm. right? And it shouldn't be contingent on how much food you eat. Mm-hmm. Because then children are stuffing themselves to be able to have dessert. And then it's like, it's this, again, it's creating an unhealthy relationship with food. Right. So if you're like, eat till you're full, you can have a small treat. It doesn't, dessert doesn't have to be huge. It can be five M&Ms or it yeah. can be strawberries and whipped cream, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily work with families who have dessert every day because mm-hmm. they're very concerned about sugar intake, which is great, also yeah. great. Um, and they're they don't they're trying not to deprive their child or their children, but they're trying to um, 
be conscientious about sugar intake. Yes. So it's interesting to balance those because you don't want to create a little treat monster who never has treats and then right. they're like, give me all the cookies you have. Because but then as soon as they're yes. in control of what they eat. Cookies all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, but learning to give them a little bit, although dentists would say don't do that. Right. Because um, a little bit of sugar on your teeth every day is, is worse than like binging on it for one day and then being done for like two months. Hmm. Yeah, I know. That's the Halloween idea. They're like, let them eat as much as they want for one full day and oh. then throw it out, which is like a really amazing, like yeah. if I was a kid, I'd be like, ooh, I don't yeah. even care about the rest of the kids. <laughs> right. I can eat whatever I want today. Um, but anyways, so that's, that's neither here nor there, but it's, it's part of the suggestion that I learned in that class. And that's also about taking power struggles out of food, mm -hmm. which was why I mentioned it. I don't necessarily agree with that because I'm right. not sure I'd want to be giving sugar every day, but you could, you can modify it. So it's like a baked apple with cinnamon or something right. that's still healthy, but also sweet or like a special treat. Yes. Or a bowl of fruit. With like maybe a little dab of whipped cream yeah. that turns it into a dessert. Also, you can make your own popsicles. I just mm -hmm. blend up fruit and put them in popsicle molds and add coconut water. And mm -hmm. I don't sweeten it at all. It's just some of them make better popsicles than other because they're more naturally sweet. Right. But um, yeah, it's a it's kids will believe what you say is dessert is dessert. If you yes. say two chocolate chips are dessert, that's great. Yeah. Hooray! You know. <laughs> And also talking about if they had a treat during the day. Right. Balance. Talking about balancing yeah. that of like, well, you already had a, a sweet treat yeah. today. Yeah. And so we're not going to have one. Yeah. But it's because, it's not because you didn't eat at yeah. this meal. It's because yeah. earlier today you did have yeah. a sucker. Yeah. Or exactly. whatever. Exactly. And it's um, being flexible. Mm -hmm. That's really what most of this is, is flexible and understanding and also trying to balance their meal. And also, you should be modeling yes. what they're eating. If they often recommend that you should eat what the child is eating because it sets a good example, um, which was an eye-opening experience for me as a nanny because I was like, oh, man, do I have to start eating their food? And we discussed it, and they were like, yeah, if it's going to help her eat, please do. Right. Because um, I felt guilty from a yes. monetary standpoint. I was like, I don't want to steal all your food. Um, but... They, it's good to show them that you're eating the same thing so they don't mm -hmm. feel like how come Katie or my dad or whatever gets to eat whatever they want. I have to eat this. And um, also not becoming a short order cook is yes. very important if you have yes. multiple children. Or maybe you are for one meal of the day or like at lunchtime we all eat whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Cool. But also at dinner, this is what we're having. Yeah. And we're not negotiating. It's going to be great. Right. This is the expectation. Yes, I I read that in almost every article yeah. I clicked on for this is yeah. do not become a short order no, cook. No. Uh, just because then don't. the negotiation never ends. Never ever, because I've I've gotten I'm myself fine. into that position <laughs> a couple times, and not even a short order cook necessarily for uh, a meal, but like even for snack. Yeah, you know, and then it's like. It, yeah. If you're chopping an apple, and yeah. we have Another to agree. Great tactic. Yeah, I, I've used this with children many times, and it's hilarious to watch them. They're like, what? You mean you're not going to listen to us fight and then choose one? I'm always like, I would be happy to serve you whatever you guys come up with, as long as it has a veggie and a fruit, and you both agree. Uh -huh. Or like, I would love to take you guys out to dinner or to the park, but first you have to agree on our park. Right. 
and let me know when you've chosen or oh you guys want to watch a show okay but let me know when you've mm-hmm. chosen a show like right. chosen. <laughs> once you've chosen a show let me know and then we can select it so great yeah. and then they're like oh uh oh so we have to like work this out between ourselves right. and then come up with it it's a good baseline to have like once you agree we will do whatever it is yes Although I do sometimes take veto power on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You should always have veto power. Of, no, Caillou is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's another thing is you are ultimately in charge. Right. And that's the important thing about, like, a good boss knows they're in charge, allows their, like, underlings Employees. to make choices where they can, where it's appropriate and mm-hmm. safe. And if you trust them, like, now we're at a point where the child I'm with most of the time can prepare a lot of her own things for, like, breakfast and snack. And so I take, like, a back seat, and I, I still watch. And right. Like, yeah, that's a lot of honey. So, like, maybe, like, less than that. <laughs> maybe. But they get the autonomy to do it themselves. And yes. so celebrating that and letting them do some of that is really important, too. Let me ask you this. If a food item gets ruined somehow like let's say they are preparing it and mm-hmm. they add instead of honey it's too much salt okay uh what do you just start over do you what do you mean like like if it like the child tastes it and they're like this is terrible right yeah it depends i i it depends on if it's their whole meal mm-hmm. um if it's a side i feel like well you've had your bite you don't have to eat it if you don't like it right and i would not I would also make sure they're only seasoning on their own plate if you're allowing them to right. season. Um, just because everybody likes different levels mm-hmm. of salt. And sometimes there are people who can't have salt. So yes. um, <laughs> set yourself up for success yes. in that where they're seasoning small amounts of things. <laughs> um, if it is something that's like truly destroyed and it's their main meal, I would call mercy because yeah. I'm not your prison warden. Like, right. If you drop Mistakes your happen. thing on the ground, I'm not going to be like, well, I can't eat. I'm going to be like, okay, it's fine. Let's find something else for you to eat. Right. And I always, uh, if I've only brought yeah. so much of a, of something, yeah. like especially for picnics yes. or, uh, you know, if we're going out on an adventure mm-hmm. out and about and we take lunch with us, I say, I only have one hot dog for yeah. each of you. Yeah. So if it gets dropped on the ground... That was your lunch. Yeah. So we have to be really careful with this hot dog. Yeah, and letting them know and and setting them up in a way where it's like, okay, I'm going to put your hot dog here on the blanket. So Mm -hmm. it's inside its container. Maybe you should leave it there and walk around with it. Yeah. You know, that comes with your expectations for the meal. I expect you to sit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sit at the table with you too and not get up and do things. Yes. Yes, which is such a struggle for it's me. It's hard. But it's hard because there's so much to do. Yep. I, I have so much sympathy. <laughs> but it's very important. Yeah, yeah. And the time you're putting in to show the child how to be connected with another human is really, it's just special. It's just a thing you can't get back. It's time. That's how you, There's. I'm sure you've all heard this perhaps, but how does a child spell love? T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. It's time together and it's, Time where someone's listening to them. Yes. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I love it. Me too. 
I time it. Um, great. <laughs> I, I time that so hard. <laughs> no one's going to understand this. No, but we we just explained it, so hopefully they do. <laughs> no, I'm going to start saying it to people. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I time you. <laughs> what? Nothing. Yeah. Everything's fine. No, I'm, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Is there anything else? I, I uh, think you should celebrate food and celebrate differences and learn about each other. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. And if you, as a listener, have suggestions, yes, because please. Katie and I did this episode because it's something that we have in the past struggled mm-hmm. with and sometimes currently are maybe <laughs> struggling with. So if you have suggestions of things that have worked for you, Please email them in yes. to chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Or if you have a difference of opinion that you think that dessert should always be served, or well, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what we said, but you know, whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm so you know brain dead at this point. Tell yes. Us. Yeah. You, if you have a difference of opinion, Please also say that. Or if you have a question, I would love to answer. Make a suggestion. Yes. Or if you prepare a meal with a small child and you take a picture of it like Martha suggested, you should send it to a social media platform at Chronicles of Nania. Yes. We are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Thank you, Katie. You I just set, them, so please do that. set me up for success. But don't <laughs> include the child in the picture, please. Uh, as like much as include the food. Yes, <laughs> include the food. And then send us some, okay? Yes, and mail it to us. No, but do and I. I would love to see pictures. Me too. It's so fun. It is so fun. Uh, and it's it's something that makes the child proud of what they yes. have done. How fun! What a great way to celebrate that. Yes, you can include the child's hands, <laughs> um, but no identifying because then we get into. Uh, privacy and things yes. like that so uh but yes I would love that send uh, use the hashtag chronicles of Nania on Instagram or uh send it in to me direct message it to me or email it to me and then I can post it yeah. if you give me permission uh wonderful well we end each episode with a story or a quote and Mallory Butler has sent one in. Thank you so much, Mallory. Okay, it's uh, she gives some background too. So I'm going to read the background first and then we get into the story. So she said that after reading The Happiest Toddler on the Block, she attempted to use the strategy Dr. Carl suggested when communicating with toddlers who are or are about to become upset. He suggests to match their emotion and show genuine concern for the feeling that they are expressing, whether that be angry or upset or sad, etc. He says to do this with gusto so as to ensure the toddler understands that you understand their feelings. For example, if a little one wants to go outside right now, but it's just not the right time or she's uh, clearly upset, the caretaker should say something like, Lucy wants to go outside. Lucy wants to go outside. Lucy wants to go outside now. And uh, this gets the child's attention and helps them see that you get what they're going through. Anyway, when Mallory tried this a few times with her little one, and it indeed worked. However, (laughs) she may not have perfected the... uh, 
she may not have it perfected the most accurate technique because after a couple of weeks, uh, her nanny kid started demanding Lucy yogurt now, Lucy milk now, Lucy park now. Uh, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, uh, this was a couple of months before she turned two. And so, uh, she even drew out the word now to give it more power. Now, uh, and so it was utterly hilarious to see this tiny little creature who could barely speak uh, yell these very specific demands <laughs> upon Mallory as soon as uh, as though it was an appropriate way to ask. Uh, she did it with such nonchalance and certainty that it was very hard not to laugh outright <laughs> at her silliness. Uh, it's it seems in trying to address her fussy moments with understanding Mallory's efforts backfired. Uh, she's relieved that this was a pretty short phase and she has not demanded anything in uh, a ma- uh, that matter for quite a while. And, uh, she did say that the, the names of that story were changed. That's so. hilarious. I know, that's though. That's so good. How cute. That, that's going to be one you should write down for the family because that is so funny and sweet that, and the really child is. will love hearing that story. She she will, and I just, yeah, I just can only imagine. <laughs> Katie, Popsicle, now! That's how I feel most of the time. Man. I can relate to, to Lucy, who's not Lucy. Yes. <laughs> Which is my mom's name, so yeah. I really loved that. Um, well-chosen name, Mallory. Um, well, and what a funny story. Thank you for I sharing know. that. Thank you so much. And if you have a funny story, please send them. Please send them in, because they make me smile and laugh, and I'm working 10-hour days now, so I need <laughs> to smile and laugh. <laughs> and with adults. With adults, yes, yes. I smile and laugh all the time with I'm, my kids. I know, she's like glowing joy. You've never met Martha. She's the most delightful woman. Oh, thank you, Katie. Ever. I feel the same way about thank you. Thank you. And I'm less delightful than she is, though. She's, I, she's the top. We're not going to have this argument. We're so um, joking. <laughs> Fair, we won't fight in front of you. We won't That's fight in gross. front of you guys. Yeah. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for, for being having here. me. It's always a pleasure. I love being here. I love having you on. And thanks to the listeners. Yes, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania. And on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.